Welcome to the MMB Lifestyle Podcast, a lifestyle podcast where we learn about, share, and discuss topics around health, fitness, and personal development. My name is Mundia, and I will be your host. Welcome, listeners, to today's episode of the MMB Lifestyle Podcast. It is my absolute pleasure to share with you that I have a guest on the show today. And just to give you a bit of a background of how we met. So I initially came across her Instagram account and I found a lot of what she posted to be very inspiring to me. And uh, I kind of followed her for quite a while until uh, she was actually taking part in a bodybuilding competition. And I wrote to her and said, hey, this competition is not too far from where I live. You know, I want to come over and watch and maybe, you know, come and say hello. Are you going to be cool with that? And she was like, yeah, sure. And so basically that's how we met up. And that was about uh, five years ago, if I'm not mistaken. So it is my absolute pleasure to welcome to the show, Dominique. Dominique, how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Doing really good. Wonderful. It's a pleasure having you on the show. Now, tell the listeners a little bit more about you. Where are you from and uh, what, what are you up to in life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. I am... Swiss national, born and raised here. Um, currently MBA student, so I'm back to studying after a couple of years of working, and therefore we're doing this virtually because I'm basically living in Milan, where I will finish or start my last semester, hopefully, if everything goes well. Yeah, that's great. And now, just going back to to how we met. Um, how did you get into the whole health and fitness space? You know, has this been a part of your life growing up? And uh, how did you get into it? Um, it's definitely been a huge part throughout my entire life. I would say that every episode in my life has the definition of a different, assigned with a different sport. Uh, I grew up being a swimmer for the first 16, almost 16 years. And when during high school and having a lot of competitions, what we call meets, uh, it was very hard to keep up. So I was the I training resigned, pretty resigned. hectic. It was very, it was, uh, it was very demanding. It was very, de- very demanding, very hectic. And it was also almost every weekend I should have been traveling. And I was a teenager and I was trying to, to handle school and my emotional life as a teenager and finding yourself. So I quit that at age 16, which is something I've done my basically at, up until day, that date my entire life. So it was a huge part of my, my day and life. Um, and then I dabbled a bit in horseback riding and then moved to the U.S. where I started playing college soccer for the first time. I don't even know what that was, but it was a nice experience playing soccer. I had zero affiliation with soccer before that. And then I returned back to Switzerland to start my studies here. And I was a poor student. I didn't have a lot of money or also didn't really know what I wanted to do sports-wise, but knew I needed to keep moving because that was kind of my counterbalance to the entire school life that I had. And the university had a free gym and I've never stepped foot into a gym before. So I went in and I moved some weights and I pushed some machines and that's how I got into weights and, and training in, in a gym for the first time. Yeah, that was 2015, 2014, I think. 
Now, free gym membership, being a university student, those are perks, my friends. Those are perks. <laughs> and so clearly sport, you know, has played a, a big role in your life and, and things like that. And just going over into now specifically the bodybuilding aspect of it, you've competed in five bodybuilding shows. And uh, how long ago was that? And how was that experience, uh, you know, from for you? As I said, it was like four, 2014 and I started just training. And as usually when I do a sport, like I want to kind of see how far I can push it and where are like to find my limits and what I can do with it. So I remember around half a year into training in that gym, I was still a, such a no, noble of now looking back it's ridiculous but I that's experience for you right (laughs) that's experience in any area of life you look back where you started right but I remember literally that I googled like what does somebody that trains in a gym do like how does this person compete like what's the the kind of competition that you can do like what's the toughest you can reach if you're a gym goer and I stumbled across that bodybuilding was the kind of equivalent to competition I would say and so I set this as my goal and that because I was a student and I was really poor I knew it wasn't attainable at the time during my studies so I set it literally as the goal the first year after I graduate and that was 2015 so I graduated in January and uh, October 2015 was my first season or the entire year, my first season of competing in bodybuilding. I competed both Swiss shows that we have, which is the fall uh, national and then Swiss national and kind of did the same round again in 2016 because I was somewhat happily successful in the first round. And how did, how did you place in your shows, the, the first shows that you took part in? Uh, so I did, in my very first show in fall, I placed second, and then I kind of uh, tied that in Swiss National, which it was my first show, my second show, and I was super surprised. I had no prior experience whatsoever, so I was, of course, on a high, and I was like, I want to win next year. Like, I want to beat myself. <laughs> and so, yeah, I came back in 2016, and I did the same two shows. Uh, the for there it was that the fall for the fall show um I just started a new job in that year in 2016 so I placed dead last in my field in the fall show and I was of course very disappointed but also it's probably what I needed to get my butt moving and work even harder and I managed to tie again a second place in the national show and with that, I also qualified to compete internationally. And that's something that I wanted to do. I wanted to kind of add like a bit more to my horizon of competing. And so we decided to move and compete in Germany at the German nationals. Uh, I honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> I It was, it was. The, the, the full experience it was really a nice experience but I remember that they pushed the schedule around and it was kind of all I remember me arriving and them saying that I was up in 30 minutes and from there it was 
just everybody that I had invited to join uh, that lived nearby in Germany of my friends were not there when I stepped on stage because they mixed and changed the schedule and I, I didn't even have time to inform these my friends and my people. So most of what I, I mean, it was a great experience. Like the women there were just way beyond like what I was in terms of experience and maturity and and all, but it was just such a, I was just on a high, I really enjoyed being on stage again and uh, kind of also happy to have an end to the season, which was really long at that time. So um, I was, it didn't place well, but I also couldn't have cared less. I was just having a blast. Yeah, I think even that you mentioned that, you know, that you didn't place well or whatever it is, it's, it's the whole experience of going through the prep for the show, right? The whole dedication of, you know, training consistently and eating a certain way. It teaches you something about yourself. I mean, I've only ever taken part in, in one show so far. And it teaches you something about yourself in terms of when you set your mind to do something and you have a plan, because of course you had a coach as well and, you know, meal plans and things like that. And when you stick to a kind of consistent regimen, it does something for your programming in your brain and your belief in yourself as well and the abilities of what you can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I, it pushed me to levels I never thought I'd possibly reach and, and, determination I didn't even know I had in me and I think that's more than the actual dieting or the the way to getting there is what keeps people in the going and what keeps people in this in this game I mean because it isn't a pleasant game whatsoever most of the time so if if that's not what pushes you and it is uncomfortable it's painful it's it's hard Uh, but knowing that you get up and you achieve and you overcome these hurdles it's it's amazing and it it helps you in every other aspect of your life later on definitely absolutely and now just moving over into you know from the bodybuilding to more around the crossfit area so you also you know crossfit as well Um, are you still quite uh, regular in crossfit type workouts and things like that Yes, no. Um, so what happened is that after I competed in 2016, I was pretty burned out. So I had a season starting in like April to October, which I mean, that's over half of the year. And I was really burned out. I didn't feel like going into a gym and seeing the same people that I'd seen like every day, twice a day for the past month. So I looked up what other gyms were nearby and I found what I didn't know at that time was a CrossFit box. And I thought I would just do a couple of months kind of training something different, learning something differently, training in a different environment at least. And I walked in and I never walked out. <laughs> um, I CrossFit will do that to you. <laughs> exactly what happened. I mean, I remember like now we talk, we, we joke because I walked in and I said, well, I'm just here to, I'm a bodybuilder. I'm just here to train bodybuilding. I just don't want to go in my other gym because, well, you know, it's been too much. And he said, well, sure, you know, and had like this grin. And then I take, I started taking some CrossFit classes and then I got really eager to learning skills that I never done before. And I completely stopped training the classic bodybuilding style. I really went into more functional fitness. And I think that's right now what I'm trying to balance is as I said like I'm a student and I live in different countries I move a lot 
because of the study. So I'm really trying to find this balance between functional fitness training, uh, a lot of other activities that come and opportunities that come along the way. And still mainly what I enjoy most if I'm not very fit. So if I cannot train very regularly, I would mostly weight lift because I still have this love for lifting heavy. I mean, that's still my main love. And if I'm training a lot and have more endurance and can build up a capacity, then I also enjoy doing the classic CrossFit workouts, but I have to be fit to do it. But I also know that I have to do them to stay fit. So it's kind of, <laughs> it's a double-edged yeah. sword, right? <laughs> yes, very much. Because <laughs> it's also hard. It is hard. Absolutely. And it does challenge you, especially, you know, when you have one of those intense workouts. So we're actually recording this and it's, um, uh, the second actually of September in the evening and on Monday we had a CrossFit workout so I usually go Monday evening for CrossFit and we did this workout and I was like my muscles are still hurting today <laughs> and you know this is like two days after that's so, a good one that's yeah it, it was one of those that really pushes you and there's something about doing something that really challenges you sometimes not only physically but mentally as well you know that does a lot for your own uh, confidence and self-belief so thanks for, for sharing that. And now going on to the side of more, you know, like nutrition. So if you're training a particular way or so, obviously it's impacted by the way you eat and things like that and what you put in your, in your body. Do you have any particular style of, or, or way of eating? You know, are you, um, or do you just eat whatever's around or do you pay attention to things? What does that look like for you? Oh, I would love to say that I'm like paying attention to things, which is nicely put. But truth be told, after competing, I completely stopped any sort of like tracking for a couple months and I had planned to get back into it. And just mentally, I wasn't in a place where I could. And I think this is something that's very common in the industry with people that compete so hard and um, so so drastically lose and gain, gain weight. Um, and ever since I kind of had... Like I tried a couple of times. I know that if I train more, I will automatically, let's say, lose some uh, some fat and build some more muscle. And then because of that, I will automatically eat more like healthier or let's what we consider maybe cleaner because I feel that it enables my training and my recovery. Uh, but then on the other side, I'm right now not in a point where I very regularly am able to train as I would like. and. I, again, like I live in different countries. I move my kitchen around a lot. I try to eat as healthy as I can. I'm, I'm a veggie lover. Um, but then also I live in Italy, which is, it's, it's delicious. Like of I'm not, course. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really, I, I'm right now at the point where I did find a balance of that. I'm not overeating. So I'm not binge eating. Like I had, of course I had all this pattern of like overeating, binge eating. And right now I can honestly say I don't have this anymore and I don't want to do anything that would possibly trigger this to come back. And that for me is, I'm very grateful. It took me a couple of years to finding it. Um, but I don't eat, I don't eat meat because that's a choice that I did before competing. And it's one of the few things that I cut out right after competing because I don't enjoy it most of the time. So that's the only thing I was like, basically veget vegetarian trying to be more vegan 
because that's what my intestines value. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they like. That's great. And now just before we get onto the topic, I want to talk a little bit about more about your traveling. But before we get onto that, what advice would you have, say, for example, for a young girl or even a young guy or anybody who is wanting to to compete in not only a bodybuilding show, but any kind of competition that requires a certain level of, of discipline and they're wanting to do it, you know, and with your experience, what advice would you give to them? It's a really good question. And I can honestly say I've always been somewhat envious of your journey. I mean, that sounds weird, but because you've, you've done it so many years before you decided to compete. And I wish I'd maybe taken some more years of sticking to uh, macros and, and keeping track of my nutrition more closely before I embarked on this journey uh, to the very strict competitive diet, for example, because I think it would have given me some sort of a support when coming out of it, like this detransitioning. Um, so if I know, I, I look back and I know I was very impatient. I mean, I mentioned that before, I was very impatient to compete. And it's very hard for somebody to not want to get all in right away. But but my recommendation or my, my would be like, okay, take the time you need because it's kind of starting into a relationship, but you take the same time to get out. And that everything you do before will help you afterwards to find yourself quicker after such a huge change in, in yourself and in your life. Thanks for sharing that. Really appreciate those uh, those insights. And, you know, talking a little bit about traveling. So I see sometimes like on your Instagram post, like you have traveled to like, you know, <laughs> corners of the world and sometimes even on your own as well. You know, is traveling been a big thing for you throughout your life? And uh, when you do it alone, for example, you know, what kind of what kind of goes through you deciding when you go on a trip, for example, if it's like vacation or so? And uh, how's that traveling, you know? on your own being for you? I was very lucky to have a job prior to, to me starting to study again, where I would have, where I was able to travel a lot for work. So that was pay for most of the flight and such, but it would allow me to kind of extend my stays in countries I wouldn't necessarily go right away, such as maybe Saudi Arabia. Um, and through that, I did have the opportunity to discover a lot of the, the, the world and a lot of culture. And somehow out of this, because I was usually traveling by myself to, the, to work, I would also extend by myself and do vacations by myself. And it, it never was a question uh, for me to not have somebody fly and join me and, and do all this complicated. I know that complicates everything and I just am not about that. And the most simple would just be use three days that I have and fly somewhere from Costa Rica or Ecuador, where I was at the time to, to see something new. And I think out of this developed this, this love for traveling alone, uh, whether that be in far away countries or just nearby um yeah and i really really enjoy it i really enjoy i, I i'm okay being by myself with my own thoughts um, i mean we talked about this so many times that um 
I, I love having the time to reflect and to think. And sometimes I have like great ideas, but honestly, I don't remember any of the great ideas that I have because there's so many and I'm just thinking so much that you forget like you all the great ideas down. you had. You should write them down. <laughs> I know, but then you like, I don't know. I just did a seven day hike. Uh, by myself about and that yeah so tell us about this hike so this is also where this is going because I kept on seeing you know vlogs and posts of you hiking tell us about more about that yeah, because that, yeah that was just a prime example of like having thousands of what I thought in the spur of the moment like that's a great idea and be like do I reach for my phone and note it down and then I'm like no 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 let me further elaborate on that thought and then two seconds pass and I have no idea what the idea was. And that would go for seven days. It's just such a flow of things. And I think like, for example, this hike that came about because I was here for the summer because of everything that happens with the uh, pandemic, uh, kind of was stuck in Switzerland. And I was looking for like, what vacation kind of can I do? and Again, as I am, there's a lot of, I love doing different activities and different sports. And I came across YouTube videos of people like doing this long distance hiking adventures, what, which what they call through hiking. It's when you do an entire trail. And I, it started with watching YouTube videos in March and ended with me going on my first through hike in August. Like that's the kind of weird person that I am. It's like, I, I watch something. I think it's cool. I'm going to do it. That's awesome. And, you know, speaking of YouTube, YouTube is an, you know, an excellent platform for people to literally just share things about their lives that they're passionate about. And when you can reach, you know, other people and connect with others who have a passion for something that you do, you know, whether it's a sense of adventure or whether it's for a hobby of cooking or whatever it is, you know, it's such a great resource to, to have all that information and uh, yeah, available to you and a great way to connect to people as well. And uh, just on the on the traveling topic, is there any place that you would like to travel to where you've never been, but it's on your travel radar? Yes, actually. <laughs> and that also ties a bit in the hiking thing, but I've been consuming a lot of videos and uh, about hiking in New Zealand and Tasmania. So if it weren't for... For, for price and money and right now also there are travel restrictions I think that would would be where my next I would pack my backpack and probably travel to New Zealand and do one of their amazing trails that's so scenic and so such a different everything like landscape and culture and yeah I think that would be right now but that changes place to go <laughs> so for so for this week it's New Zealand <laughs> next week it could be somewhere else Awesome. And so the MMB lifestyle, you know, purpose is about connecting, inspiring, uh, and empowering people to live more fulfilled lives. What inspires you or makes you feel you want to be your best self? Or who? Maybe it's a person, maybe it's a place. Um, I think I've learned uh, over the last couple of years, especially that the with the specific people that I surround myself with. I mean, you're a significant part in that journey and some other common people that we have as friends in common that enabled me to, to grow and, and be inspired and 
to lead to inspire. So I think it's the people that I have around me, um, not one in particular, but definitely a small bunch of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, just going back to, to yourself, do you ever think about the impact that you, you would like to have on, on people's lives or how you would like to be remembered for, if even you want to be remembered, you know, what kind of impact would you like to, to leave? It's maybe not remembered, but I would like that right now even, and maybe a bit longer, that if I do crazy adventures as I do maybe with the hiking or with crossfitting or just doing a random triathlon last summer because I felt like I wanted to, that this kind of itches people around me that have no whatsoever connection to this activity beforehand kind of feel like they should go and embark on something similar maybe also have them question their limits and and their potential I think that's a that's a huge thing where a lot of people are like well I cannot do this I was like I couldn't do before I did it and we all cannot like just just go like you just take a tent and you just go one night like you don't need to do seven days you don't need to do the full workout like we can scale it but just come in and, and join and have a experience. Um, so I think that yeah ties into that. Okay. And it finally, if you had 24 hours to live, what would you do? And considering that money is no, you know, object, location is nothing, whomever is no object, what would you do? I also think that would change very much on like what level, what episode in my life I am at um, so right now I think I would actually pack a bunch of people family and and close friends and take them on a hike (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, yeah because that's I found it so inspiring this summer for me it was very helpful and very transformative in a time of pandemic and stress so I would like to kind of pass this torch of on it's like okay let's all hike and I want you to never stop hiking when you are, have a bad moment, even when I'm gone kind of situation. So be together and kind of give something on uh, inspiring. That's great, my friends. Never stop hiking. So where can people go to find you if they're interested in following you, your adventures and the likes? Where can they find you? Best on Instagram. I think it's Domeriedi, which is uh, I, will put the, last name. <laughs> I will put yeah, all, you know, the link uh, to your Instagram account yeah. and yeah and right now I'm re- reviving my YouTube channel uh, with all the hike adventures that I have been doing this summer and if you are interested in that for some sort or want to see what I did then that's the place to go old bodybuilding stuff some CrossFit stuff some food and now hiking a little bit of everything my friends Dominique, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today. I can't wait for us to meet up again and catch up, you know, do a workout together, get some food and hang out. And it's been an absolute pleasure. And to the listeners, thank you so much for listening to the show. I truly, truly appreciate it as always. Thank you for your time. And until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Bye for now. You have been listening to the MMB Lifestyle Podcast. For more, please visit mmblifestyle.com 
or you can also follow the MMB Lifestyle Instagram page at mmb.lifestyle.